Hey, what is good, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Caleb, and uh, we have absolutely no time to waste. Another day where I had practice uh, in the morning, so it does not allow me to record until I'm back. But that was the last time of the year that that will happen. Uh, So I apologize that these have been getting out a little bit later than usual. But we have no time to waste. Let's get into it. Um, It is 12 o'clock. Pacific time, so uh, slate starts out in about four hours. Going to get this up as soon as possible. We go two and one yesterday. Uh, good day for the boy. Um, Cash Celtics first half minus one, easy, sweat free, got it done. Um, and you could just sense early on, uh, Celtics were absolutely locked in, and that is exactly what we were looking for. Jared Vanderbilt gets there uh, over seventeen and a half PRA in his hometown of Houston. Uh, you guys know I love. Anytime we get a good matchup um, and a hometown narrative mixed in together, you know I uh, almost always am going to play it. I found another one today. And then we take an L on Magic plus 7.5. Uh, lose by a hook. It happens. Um, honestly, was not the right side. I only was able to watch the first half, and then uh, my team had a game, so I was out. And I, I checked the score, I think, right before our game started. Um, <clears throat> and we were, like, in it, you know, and I, I go through – uh, Magic make a very late push. Really, Franz Wagner goes to the line down uh, nine, I believe. Only makes one, um, and then it closes out at eight. But regardless, man, the the, the Grizzlies really controlled that game um, for most of it. Obviously, would have liked to get a cover, and that's why we take these dogs uh, with these large numbers, right? Because you're never truly out of it um, with a larger number, but. Regardless, that we we were not the wrong side, or we were not the right side there, and it's okay. Would have been nice to steal that one, um, but you know you, you can't you can't complain. Um, this brings us to one nineteen and one hundred six, four point six four units on the year, and I believe like five or six straight winning days. So let's just keep it locked in. Let's not um, <clears throat> let's not start to feel ourselves too much, man. We got to keep it focused. Um, can't can't force anything can't uh still gotta play what we like gotta keep the process the same it cannot change just because we've had some success in the last uh couple days um let's get to the first game of the day the indiana pacers are hosting the portland trailblazers coming in as a two-point favorite they were one and a half last night i've honestly been thinking about them um really ever since i saw the line come out um and and let me walk you through my thoughts uh I, i do think that you know, you give maybe the Blazers a half point, maybe a half point. I think you give it to them. I think in terms of the basketball being played right now, they're the same. If not, maybe even the Pacers a slightly tick better. Um, but I do think you got to give some respect to the experience that the Blazers have. That being said, man, let's run through the Blazers' recent stretch of games because they are playing absolutely phenomenal basketball, and they have been really, really hard to beat, um, especially at home. So. We'll go back. We'll take it back to December 21st. All right. They, they lose to the Knicks in a close one at home. But since that point, they went on the road and beat Boston uh, on the road. They go on to, into Miami, beat Miami on the road. They go into New Orleans, get smacked up. All right. Bad game. That happens. Right. Then you host Atlanta, take care of business. Host, host Cleveland, take care of business. Host the Clippers, take care of business. And when I say take care of business, they win and obviously cover because they were dogs in all three of those. Uh, dogs against Toronto. Plus two, we took them, take care of business. Then they go on the road to Philly, no Joel and B, but still a really tough place uh, to play, and they lose in overtime. So they're playing absolutely fantastic basketball. And you look, Raptors, Clippers, Cavs, Hawks, in their last four home games, all dogs, all outright, 
straight up wins. So you get to a point now where it's like, okay, right? You you want to play the Pacers, but for me, right, we're 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 kind of what I'm trying to do is kind of predict the turn in the markets, right? And so usually when this happens, when a team puts these, you know, this this amount of games together, you start to think they're an auto bet. Um, but I do really think that the Blazers are going to come in and and play a really tough basketball game today, right? Um, they are off of an L, and generally they have responded really well to L's. Um, they're off a really tough L in Minnesota. So they're going to come prepared uh, for a fight tonight. And I think this is going to be a really, really close game. Ultimately, it would be Pacers or nothing for me here today. Um, it's a little bit tougher for me now because, you know, we had one and a half on, on the board available to us. It's now two. I, I honestly think one and a half to two, that could be a critical number. I really wouldn't be surprised if this is a one possession game late. I do think that the Pacers are the side I'd probably take. But I, I got to give some respect to this Blazers team, man. Again, very veteran team. And this is a game that I think they'll take pride in in stealing on the road. So um, I just have this sneaky, weird suspicion that the Blazers are going to battle and be in this one tonight. And again, you can try and get too cute. You can, but I can't deny it. Like, I, it does feel like a spot for the for the Blazers to come out and, and kind of um, – Get this one done, even though the Pacers are playing better basketball, even though the Pacers have taken care of business at home so well lately. Um, so I think I ultimately probably stay off this, but I do I do like the Pacers today. I do. I think that I, I it's hard, right? Because I've also said I like the Blazers. I, I like the Pacers in the sense that I think the number in this spot, I would take the Pacers. But for whatever reason, I do feel like this is a day – where the Blazers are going to come in and this is just going to be a coin flip game. So um, I think they can do enough to make it a coin flip game. I'd lean Pacers, but I'm not going to play it. I might play it. We'll see. But at this point of time, I'm I'm off. Next game, uh, Knicks and Raptors. Knicks heading into Toronto as a a three-and-a-half-point dog. I'm seeing might be up to four in some spots now. I grabbed the Raptors last night at three-and-a-half. And what I... Uh, what I'm doing in this spot is I feel like I'm buying a team that um, has just been on a really tough run lately, man. They, they've they're not as bad as they've shown um, in this most recent stretch. I'm I'm telling you, they will at some point here get hot and, and win some games. Um, and I hope it starts tonight. I ho- I hope it starts tonight. This line is implying basically a half point difference. Um, and I really think when both these teams play their best basketball. I really do think the Raptors are, are better than a half point better um, than the Knicks. Um, and again, I get it. You look at their most recent games at home to Milwaukee, L, at the road at Indiana, L, at home uh, against Phoenix, did get a dub, at home against Memphis, L, at home uh, against the Clippers, L. And I think I, I think it's important to take a look at these last couple games uh, because I, I kind of put this one in the same boat as Phoenix, right? I really do think that, that that Phoenix is honestly probably a better team than the Knicks. Even though Phoenix is struggling right now, right? We know everything that's going on with them. I still think Phoenix is a better overall team than the, the Knicks. And I know that sounds funny because the, the Knicks just blown, blew them out at home last week. Um, but I think it's a comparative spot. And the Raptors controlled that game against Phoenix. Um, they were up almost all game. Phoenix made a run and the, the Raptors held them off. And you could point to the other ones like uh, the Clippers and Memphis. But the, the Memphis game, Memphis was off a couple L's, super focused. The Clippers, they were straight off of an L. They were really focused. Um, 
that Pacers game on the road. Milwaukee, they were off of an L, really focused. So I, I just I don't think of the Knicks as that good of a team. Right now, without R.J. Barrett, they're play, basically playing Brunson, Randall, Quickly, Grimes, and Mitchell Robinson. Uh, maybe not always Mitchell, but Brunson, Quickly, Grimes, Randall are playing like 40 minutes a night, 40-plus minutes a night. They're soaking up all the minutes that they can handle right now. And so um, I just think it, it it tires you out. It puts you in a tough position, man. Um, it, towards the end of games, these guys are gassed. And it's funny because Nurse actually does a very similar thing where he rides his guys, his five starters, um, for as long as possible. But to me, I, I think that the guys that Nick Nurse are riding are better than the guys Tom Thibodeau is riding. I also think that home court does play uh, a pretty large factor. And so I, I, I think the Raptors get this one done today. I think they win this by 7-10. to 10. Um, Honestly, I'd probably make this line 5 um, is where I'd have it. So 3.5 is showing some some nice, decent value with, with one, and a half, one and a half extra points. And um, <clears throat> I'm going to take it. I'm absolutely going to take it. Um, let's keep it rolling. We're heading to Philly where the Bulls are heading over. This is a toughie. This is a toughie because um, uh, if you look closely, the Bulls are competing. The Bulls are really competing at a at a much higher level than they were early on, and and you see it when when they get it done at Brooklyn. Um, they're still not like that good, um, and there's just there's so many there's holes, and they're so reliant on Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and, and Nikola Vucevic to be really really good offensively, especially to make up for their defense. Uh, of lapses but they're competing a lot better as a group um as of late so for me i I would still lean sixers here i I think i'd i'd probably give the sixers a little bit more than a point and a half you look their first game without joel Embiid. uh they go to ot against the pacers but they blew that shit late man at the start of the fourth um it was 84 97 they were up 13 points at the start of the fourth pacers make a late run force it to ot you would like to think that they'd learn from that today. You still are running out a damn good lineup. James Harden is the uh, is the point god of this squad. You have Tobias Harris. You have DeAnthony Melton chipping in. You have Tyrese Maxey, who's all of a sudden back and playing heavy minutes. And then all the bench guys know their roles. So I would lean Philly today. I think they probably get this uh, get this done. But I, I wouldn't rule out the Bulls, man. They are competing hard. They're playing. Um, they're, they're, they're giving up leads, but they're in, they're going to be in most of these games right now. Um, it's just a short spread. So, uh, slight lean to the Philly, but not something that I have, uh, locked in for sure. I do like Tobias Harris over 26 and a half points, rebounds and assists. Um, again, we were on it when James Harden sat in OKC and, the the boy had, uh, 23, 9, and 4 in 30 minutes, right? Uh, something light, nice and quick. That was pretty sweat-free. Um, <clears throat> and then last game without Joel Embiid. Um, and, and let me check. Let me make sure he's out. I'm pretty sure he's out, like, confirmed. It's not even, like, a questionable thing. Yeah, Joel Embiid's out. Last game without Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. Again, it went to overtime, right? So you got to factor that in. But he had 19, 10, and 3 uh, for 32 points, rebounds, and assists, took 18 shots. Um, not a bad matchup against the Chicago Bulls tonight at home where he tends to play better as well. I do think uh, Tobias Harris is definitely worth a look um, at his PRA as well. Um, okay, let's keep it rolling. Where are we out to next? Um, 
we are out to Charlotte, uh, where the Hornets are heading into Mil- or we're out to Milwaukee, where the Hornets are coming in grabbing ten against the Bucks. Uh, for me, it's tough because you know I've just looked at the box scores, right? So I don't, you know, I don't know for sure what's happening with this Hornets team. Um, but they've played like ass, certified ass lately. Um, <clears throat> at home against Memphis, blown out. At home against the Lakers, the final score doesn't look that bad, but the Lakers dominated that game at home against Brooklyn. So it's not like they've had the easiest competition, but regardless, they've been thoroughly outplayed in three straight home games. Now, I, again, this is where I'd want to, like, kind of watch the tape, right? Like, are these are, – are they getting outplayed for good reason? You know, what? where is it? Because the Bucs, um, you know, their defense is just so good. Their defense is just so good, and that's what they lean on. And uh, Charlotte's the opposite, right? They lean on their offense, and then they just kind of hope that the other team misses shots um, or that they have an off night. And so for me, I would probably lean Bucks, but I, I you know, that you're kind of buying the Hornets at a low point here, too. I, I just have no real good read on this, and I'm just going to stay away. I, I know. I'm sorry. I wish I had more info to give you guys on this one, but like, I don't. I don't have a good look in this one. I will say my brother texted me. Shout out, Jay. Um, and as you guys know, if you follow the NBA really or fantasy, any anything that closely, you guys know centers against bigs against the Hornets just absolutely eat. Uh, Brooke Lopez is uh, – and generally, almost every center that has played the Hornets goes over their rebound prop. And so Brooke Lopez is, is at six and a half tonight at plus odds. Um and he's been going over that in the last three games. My only concern is um, he played them earlier, didn't get it. And he's a guy who takes great pride in boxing out and letting others get the board. He doesn't go attack and get boards like like some traditional centers do. So I still think it's a good look. Um, and I, I would look at his PRA too. Um, but just, you know, keep an eye out for that. Next game is another game, similar spot where it's just like, I got nothing, man. Um, when you get these, te- when you get teams like this, like it, it's really hard, in my opinion, to cap games between two bad teams, two teams that are tanking. Uh, because one, there honestly could be ulterior motives today. Like I would not be surprised at all if some of these teams play shorter or, uh, you know, longer rotations, larger rotations, uh, to lose this game because this ultimately could be the decider of of who gets. You know, the pick that gets won by Yana. And I really, I'm not even a conspiracy guy, but this is just basic, you know, awareness of the situation and knowing that there is a generational prospect on the line. Both these teams can count on losing a lot of games. This is a game, you know, where both of them, both of these teams are dogs, dogs every night. Right now, you know, one team's minus 120, one team's even. So there, there just could be funny business around this one. I would probably take... um the Spurs, but like, I mean, I could absolutely say that see the, that game going anyway. That is the game I'm staying the furthest away from um, on this slate. Next game, Thunder and Wizards. I took the Thunder minus one last night. Um, it's up to one and a half. I think that's still safe to take. Uh, I would take that probably up to two and a half ish. Um, I. Look, this is not even a fade of the Wizards. The Wizards are playing good basketball. You look, uh, they lost last game, but before that they had reeled off five straight. And against good competition at SAC, at home against Philly, at Phoenix, at Orlando, and at Milwaukee. 
Granted, some of the the, the Milwaukee and uh, Orlando game, both those teams were missing some guys. Um, but they're playing good basketball. And, and honestly, this may sound crazy. Beal going down does not even hurt them as much as you would think. One, he was already kind of playing through an injury. Uh, but two, I feel like the defense is more connected. And then on top of that, I feel like KP and Kyle Kuzma have more of a free mind to kind of attack and do what they do because they know the load is really squarely on their shoulders. So it, it just kind of opens up everyone a little bit more offensively um, to play with a little bit more freedom and, and uh, you know, with their mind a little bit more clear. But on the other end, man, this Thunder team is just really good at home. They get the job done at home more often than not. You're getting them off of a loss, which is already a spot I like. You're getting minus one. So they just basically have to win the game. Uh, they struggled against OKC uh, at home uh, last Saturday. But if you look at that, that OKC – or sorry, against OKC. They struggled against Philly at home last Saturday. But if you look at that, Philly was off two straight L's. That was a must-win game for them, and they came with the right energy and intensity. But besides that, they beat Boston, uh, which we know we were on them in that game. They beat San Antonio at home. They lose to New Orleans in overtime, right? That's a respectable L against a really good New Orleans team. They beat Portland two times in a row at home. They beat Memphis at home, right? So they have been in a really good rhythm at home, and I think we can confidently say – even as good as the Wizards have been playing, they are not as good as the Memphis Grizzlies. They're probably not as good as the Portland Trailblazers. They are not as good as the New Orleans Pelicans. And they're not as good as Boston. So if, if OKC can get it done against those teams, I think they can get it done against the Wizards. Um, and on top of that, it's off of a loss, and it's not a back-to-back. So everyone should be good to go for the Thunder. Um, it's just if you haven't watched them, well, they're a really fun watch, man. They get into the paint. They attack. They kick. Um, and they play hard and for each other uh, on defense and on offense. So lock that in, minus one. I think both them and the Raptors uh, get to the window here today. Next game, Nets and Pelicans, and this is a really fun but difficult cap um, because now you have Zion down, right? And so um, these, are, I think these are opportunities and moments where we can find pockets of value against the book where our valuation is sharper than the book's valuation Um when injuries happen. And I really do think that um, we've already seen it once. We cashed it once, right? The books laid a, a minus seven line uh, for the Pelicans at home against the Rockets. I would have had that at nine. Honestly, I would have had that at nine. And despite a late scare, we cashed it. And I think, again, you're, uh, today you're getting a line that um, – I'm not going to say it's full-on disrespectful to the Pelicans, but it's not quite a line that shows belief um, in their ability. And I, I think this is a really, really – damn good home team you're seeing right opened at five and it's down to four and a half in most spots four and some most of the money is on the nets here um and if you're getting the line at four and a half that's implying about a seven and a half point difference this team grinds man they they just you can tell every single guy on this team loves playing basketball the right way willie green has them playing basketball the right way um and their home crowd really feeds them uh, it gives them great energy and they just play with great energy and intensity every single night. It's someone different. CJ will be the head of the snake for sure. Um, but someone's always stepping it up. Trey Murphy, J-Val, uh, Jose Alvarado, um, Najee Marshall, um, you know, even Jackson Hayes or Devontae Graham. Like, it's someone every single night. Now, it is really, really hard to fade this Brooklyn Nets team after an L, right? They reel off 12 straight wins. Um you know, chances are they're probably not going to win two and lose two in a row. 
But I do really think that there's going to be a little gap, and I think this is going to be a really close game. This is not going to be an easy game by any means for the Brooklyn Nets. If they win tonight, they're going to absolutely have to earn this one. So for me, I'd lean the Pelicans, honestly, at 4.5. I'd say the Nets are maybe 6-ish points better. 6-ish, but it's really hard because the Nets have been so dominant. So 6 will put it at 3. You're getting 4.5. I would definitely lean the Pelicans today, but I can't lie, you know, Fading the fading the nets, um, especially after an L, is a very scary proposition. So I haven't locked anything in yet. Um, I definitely would lean the Pelicans' way, though. Next game, Cavs and Nuggets. Uh, Cavs are going to be resting Donovan Mitchell tonight. But DG should slot right back into the lineup. Uh, he's questionable, but he went through shoot-around today. Um, I would expect him to play. Um, and then I'm not really sure. I think Jamal Murray – it's a back-to-back, but I think Jamal Murray is going to be good to go. We'll see. Um, but I do believe he is going to be good to go. I don't really have anything on this one because, one, it's a back-to-back for the Nuggets, but they blew him out. So guys really did get uh, a lot of good rest. Um, so I don't think you get the normal downgrade that you would usually get in a back-to-back set because they didn't even really play a full game. Um, I'll be interested to see how the Cavs respond without um, Donovan Mitchell. He is and has been so big for them offensively. This year, he's really carried him in a year that Darius Garland hasn't been healthy that that often. Right. Um, And so for me today, it'll be interesting to see how they react without Donovan Mitchell. And on top of that, I don't know how healthy Darius Garland is. Right. We know he has a thumb injury um, and that can really hamper a ball handler. So who knows how good it is? I think it's obviously uh, there's a little bit more pressure on him to play today without Donovan today. Um but to me, I, I kind of want to wait and see and see how this Cleveland team responds with no Donovan Mitchell. I would honestly lean Denver um, minus the five and a half. Again, you're giving them saying only two and a half points better to a Donovan Mitchell-less um, Cavs team. Hard to play in Denver, high altitude. And again, we don't even know how healthy Darius Garland is. Lean Denver's way, but I'm not locking it in. And I don't think, honestly, that I will get there. The next game, the Clippers and the Wolves. If you guys know me at all, I love two target teams that get their ass kicked. Um, and the Clippers absolutely got their ass kicked last night. Now, we've been on the Timber Again, uh, you guys know I also love the t- target teams after players-only meetings. Players-only meeting for Minnesota, two straight dubs at the crib, right? And so you, you, I personally, I feel pretty good about how this team's going to play. Again, do I think they're elite? Do I think they're dominant? No. But do I think they can beat most teams at home? Yes, if they play the way that they've been playing. Now, the, the tricky thing with this line is um, we have no idea what's up with PG and Kawhi Leonard, right? Kawhi Leonard has basically sat almost all back-to-backs. But after a game like yesterday where you get absolutely destroyed, and I don't even know if he played in the second half, he might give it a go today. PG was already nursing a hamstring injury, gave it a go. Again, didn't have to play a ton of minutes. So I think the original plan was for PG and or Kawhi to sit uh, tonight but because of the way they got blown out and because they got some rest I think they both could give it a go tonight they ultimately could get ended uh, end up getting ruled out but I think we got to figure out what what's happening with them before we make a call here today but the Clippers are interesting if PG and Kawhi play they're interesting at four and a half today especially with with the way they got um, absolutely hammered last night what I what would really um, interest me is if both those guys get ruled out, this line shoots up to nine, eight, nine. Hopefully, then I think the Clippers would absolutely be a play because you get blown out like that against Denver. 
you're going to show up against Minnesota. Um, and again, this team is almost like it has too many mouths to feed. There's too many guys out there. It's hard to get a rhythm because there's just so many guys that does quote deserve or are worthy of playing time. Um, and when you get Kawhi and PG out, that gives the opportunity that all those guys need. So uh, for me, lean the Clippers just purely based off of the fact that they got absolutely waxed last night. Um, but we'll see how that line settles in. Um, Heat and Suns. Suns catching two at the crib. I lean the Suns for sure today. That implies about a five-point difference. Um, we could get it down to two and a half in some spots. Um, but I think you're going to get a good performance from the Suns today, man. You look at them, they're 20 and 19. They're definitely spiraling, had a really tough December. And it's not a coincidence, right? Like the D-Book going down is a huge reason um, and a huge part of that. But I will say the culture and the coaching staff of this team is very good. Um, and I, who knows? There may be some issues with DIA. I've seen some arguments, but that's a part of any team that really cares and competes. There's going to be arguments, you know? Um, and so I really do expect the, the Suns after, uh, look, they've lost, they lost December 28th, December 30th, December, they lost, got blown out, uh, against New York, then show up really, really compete against Cleveland, um, and lose on a, on a game winning shot from Evan Mobley. Right. So they're right on the precipice of, of turning that corner. I think you could say Cleveland and Miami are pretty similar in stature. Um, they almost go on the road and, and, and beat Cleveland. I think at home they can get it done against Miami. The, the the tough part is Miami's off of an L against the Lakers, right? So they will be focused too. But just because they're focused, I, I don't think that you can give them five. On top of that, Miami's getting all the money. They seem like the public side. They seem like the easy pick. This is a Suns team with, with Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden, McCall Bridges, role players that understand what they need to do to play winning basketball. <laughs> And a good coaching staff and a crowd that's going to get behind them. They know that these wins are so, so important while D-Book's out, and they have to kind of scrape some of these together. This kind of reminds me of the Warriors, right? At a certain point, you thought that um, all was lost with, with the Warriors. Uh, at least most people did, right? They go on the road and got absolutely destroyed by the Knicks and Nets. Um, and then they come home, right? And then they beat the Grizzlies. Then they beat the Hornets. Then they beat the Jazz. Then they beat the... Um, Hawks, and then they beat, um, you know, someone else, right? And, and then next thing you know, you've reeled off uh, a couple straight, and, and things have started calm. I think that's the same vibe of, of what we're getting today in Phoenix. I think Phoenix reels off a uh, a couple here at home, and I think it starts tonight against a Miami team that is definitely playing good basketball, but they're not in that elite tier yet. And I think you're going to need a, an elite effort to get it out of Phoenix with a dub tonight. Uh, nationally televised game. Uh, I think the Suns are absolutely going to show up, and I'm actually going to lock that at two and a half here in a sec. Last game of the day, Hawks and Lakers. This is tough. I think I would have leaned Hawks earlier. I should have grabbed minus one when it was minus one. It's out to two and a half here. Uh, the Hawks are a really hard read because they ha don't have the best mojo going on right now. It's clear that there's some chemistry issues, um, and I, I don't think the players hate each other. But I also don't think they're all bought in in Nate McMillan. And when one player or two players aren't bought in, it just bleeds into the rest of the team. And you've seen that. You've seen absolutely seen that. This team is capable of playing really good basketball, and they haven't necessarily done it of late. But um, who knows? that Things look to be uh, turning a corner. They get a really good performance in Golden State, just come up short. 
And then they back it up with a good performance uh, late uh, against the Sacramento Kings. They pull it out. This is also a revenge game for them. So I think they probably pull out a close one. But the Lakers are off an L2. I think this is going to be an absolute grinded out game. Coin flip game down the stretch that I think if I had to guess on the coin flip, I would guess the Hawks. But it's not enough to, to bet them to cover a two and a half point spread. That being said, I will and have taken Onyeka Okongwu over 23 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. He's hit this in three out of his last four and returns to L.A., his hometown. All his family and friends will be at the game tonight. He's played in L.A. once in one game in L.A. at only 18 minutes and had 12 and 7 in only 18 minutes. He should play 30 minutes tonight, barring foul trouble. Uh, just played this L.A. team. Yes, it went to overtime, but just played this L.A. team the other day and had 17 and 8. So um, I'm expecting a pretty active game from Onyeka. I think you're going to see something like 15 and 10, you know, 16 and 12, um, getting in the high to mid 20s. Um, And Clint Capella is confirmed, ruled out. So for me, guys, we have already locked in Raptors. We have already locked in Thunder. We have already locked on Yekka in. And then I think the two others that I'm really, um, you know, debating the most um, are are the, I'm going to lock the Suns in right after we record. But I really like Toby um, over on his PRA. And then I really don't um, don't hate looking at the Pelicans today and maybe the Clippers, depending on how injury news shakes out. I love you guys. Thank you. I know this was late, um, and I know this was – I'm talking a million miles an hour. There's no real time to breathe, but I love you. I had to get this out. Best of luck to whatever you play. Happy fucking Friday, guys. Enjoy your weekend and go be great. Peace.